thanks for joining me here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. So grateful and really glad to have you with us joining us on the program. You might remember back during our coverage of the MJ Business Conference in Las Vegas back in October, you might remember we were introduced to a company called Operational Security Solutions. They're a premier provider of full-spectrum risk management services with a specialization in secure management, uh, cash management and logistics, compliance services, security consulting, and facility hardening for high-risk industries, and cannabis very much in the same vein. With that, I want to go introduce, well, last time we talked to Ryan Hale, who was a chief sales officer, but we've gotten a step up, thanks to uh, the wonderful PR team, and Nicole, that's uh, handling the interview with us today. We got a chance now to be presented with the CEO of Operational Security Solutions, or OSS, Scott Solomon. Scott, thanks for being on with us. Thank you. Great to uh, join you. So I want to just go ahead and roll back to October and just let people know where we came from in our last discussion. And Ryan would handle revenue operations, business development, marketing, strategic alliances, and other uh, products. And he's also chief technical officer going through all IT and systems related items. He talked to us last time about the expansion of OSS going into the, into the Northeast, where, of course, we have new markets of New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and opening up as new markets for cannabis in terms of medical and adult use. And the idea was there was, much like in other states, you are providing compliance, secure cash management and logistics, and financial solutions, and you're also into other additional mid-Atlantic states. So at the moment, talk to me so far about where the expansion has gone and what's the reach now of OSS at this point? Sure, that's uh, a great question in that uh, OSS over the past year especially has focused on expanding. Uh, we're, we're a California company headquartered in Fresno, California. And what we've seen over the past year is an expansion uh, up into Oregon and Washington in particular. So it's actually current customers that we're servicing in California are expanding into those new states. But also, as you mentioned, we established a secure facility in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with the goal of servicing New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, but also Maryland. And so over the past year and, and really since MJ BizCon, uh, we've been establishing relationships with a few financial institutions, as well as multi-state operators, uh, cannabis companies uh, that operate in that region. Now, the other thing I want to ask about, and this is something that never gets talked about at all. I never find anything when it comes to this issue, but I've noticed this, and I want to just test this theory with you, Scott. So a few weeks back, I talked to the founder of the Maine Growers uh, Alliance, Veteran Growers Alliance, uh, name of Evan Sumner, and he mentioned that in the state of Maine, there was a proposal that almost got passed but was shot down about having one particular track and trace software be the end-all be-all compliance that every small or large cultivator had to use and you know that the price quotient of a track and trace software like metric which is the one that was in question that it would outprice other people that would not be affordable for every cannabis cultivator out there for any any operator out there and that would take some people off the market. What I wanted to get was, is that something you're seeing as well where every state now, for compliance reasons, 
they're now trying to go ahead and censor down to only trusting one or two compliance services, creating basically a monopoly of sorts. I would say with with track and trace, if we look across the nation, it really boils down to just a couple. Um, So I I would agree with that, that there are only a few uh, premier I, I guess, programs or systems mm-hmm. uh, that are, are fairly well known, that are more of the, the legacy or the, uh, the old guard with track and trace. Um, so uh, at least from our end, I guess we're not seeing uh, a real uptick of the new folks or the new systems coming online. Now, as, as everyone knows, obviously we understand the importance of risk management compliance. When there's been talk from researcher markets, I'm going to take it from a story from here, talking about how cannabis packaging market size is going to reach $2.9 billion by 2028. And with the supply chain issues, the cannabis industry is pivoting to more automated methods to create supply chain solutions for rapidly, uh, rapid, rapidly growing consumer base. And may, so we know a and I, machine learning, that kind of thing is definitely going to be brought in just like every other industry. And other industries mainstream have had the issues of delays and failed shipments. But for cannabis, it's heavy regulation and complex state-by-state compliance initiatives that add to the supply chain stagnation and federal legalization. So having a sophisticated operations model with high-tech machinery and integrative automation helps streamline seed-to-sale logistics and also curbing compliance violations and ensuring that products are standardized regulated and following industry weights and uh, measures logs. When I look at that right there, you know, one thing I'm noticing is that's going to take away a lot of workers. And, you know, even if you're going to automate your systems, there's still a chance for issues to come into play where compliance is still going to be affected. I think that uh, automation is a natural development uh, in, in any industry. And uh, the cannabis industry definitely will not be excluded. Um, However, uh, even if the automation comes in or or when it comes in and uh, our our businesses that we work with are eventually forced to uh, to either integrate with those systems or to adopt them themselves. um, From OSS's perspective, we view the regulatory oversight and the need for compliance to even grow further than it has to date. So just because we're automating, uh, just because there will be a reduction in the the staffing or the workforce, uh, we still believe that there will be uh, significant compliance needs, uh, significant oversight. And in my opinion, I think that the regulatory framework would actually increase or be more complex. And moving along to that same article, they also make mention of how companies are looking to create a unique filing and weighing system to overcome infractions. Since cannabis weighing systems are accounting for variable container weight, technology to track shipment containers, including RFID, RFID technology will continue to play an important role in automation with the supply chain. The one thing that just comes down to me is without the human oversight, I think of Canatech or Canatrust in Canada when they had the issues where they failed on compliance. The control board there had them destroy $12 million worth of product with I forget how much of a cash value it was for that product to be destroyed. 
And that's something that will come down the line once legalization comes in here. So groups like operational security systems are here to go ahead and create that compliance, the risk management to prepare for the eventual rollout of legalization, the federal oversight. And that's in tune to the fact of where you come from because of your experience working managing grants and contracts for and communicating with federal agencies. When you look at what you've done with them and what kind of expectations or standards you're going to put into place, what can you tell me about, you know, that you can only go so far with automation. You can only go so far where you have to have, there's got to, you can't cut corners on compliance. Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, OSS could be in the business that it's in today uh, without a strong compliance foundation. Um, a, as you mentioned, my background has been uh, working with the United States federal government uh, in various uh, programs, but the, the focus through all of those programs has been compliance uh, or compliance and audit. And so w- when we look at the, the future, uh, I see that still being a, uh, a critical element of the business. Uh, compliance is always going to be a focal point when you're dealing with a highly regulated industry and one in which you don't have a completely clear uh, landscape. Uh, in other words, we're still, we're still dealing with uh, a product that's schedule one. However, states and state by state, we're seeing that uh, both medical and uh, adult use uh, is coming online. So no matter how slow that pace might be, we're still going to see a strong need for uh, compliance, a strong need for uh, regulatory, uh, uh, regulatory adoption uh, in each and every state uh, where people are operating. You're looking to maximize compliance. And we only have so many different standards that are being used right now so far to know what the real the standard bearing will be once legalization comes in. When I look at it, I mean, some people would say, you know, I have somebody that works right now that is, long story short, he is uh, has his own track to trace software that does comply with metric. And he's been constantly in, in conversations right now where, you know, mostly if people are looking to talk to him about his software, it's in Colorado, which is so far that's kind of have been the de facto standard bearer for compliance that the rest of the country should follow. Do you feel like what's going on in Colorado, maybe and maybe there's other states that I've already heard for years that never had that high of a compliance standard? The, the Bureau of Cannabis Controls in these various states never put it that high. We're always needing to go and have every company to go far and beyond. Of every company I've ever talked to on grassroots marketing or on blunt business, it's always that matter. You know, what is it that what does maximized compliance look like that companies might not be doing and they should be doing now? I, th- I think one of the, the greatest benefits uh, for compliance, especially around track and trace, uh, is periodic periodic auditing. So uh, when, when we look at auditing, it, it's not just from an external perspective. Um, we strongly suggest that companies should have some type of spot check system in place in which they're regularly auditing themselves. 
if you look at OSS's relationships with financial institutions, uh, we have a, a very strong compliance program, what we call a field audit survey program. And the number one request that we get from our financial institution partners when we're supporting their uh, cannabis portfolio is to uh, do a site visit that includes an audit and the focal point every single time is auditing their track and trace system. So auditing, uh, in most cases, metric. So what we would like to see in the future is uh, just greater communication. If it's a, a, a local cannabis business, they should be communicating with their financial institution to understand what auditing points are most important to that financial institution. Regulators might be focusing on certain things and by communicating with their, their banking partner, they can best understand and then prepare or shore up uh, their own internal controls to ensure that they're compliant when an audit comes down. I'm here with Scott Solomon, the CEO of Operations Security Solutions. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and talk to him about his work among the federal agencies in Washington, D.C., and the response we're getting from them when it comes to looking at them as an entity for regulation, for oversight, and for direction, and the level or lack of direction we're getting from them. We'll talk about that more with Scott after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We're back with Scott Solomon, CEO of Operational Security Solutions here on Blunt Business. Now, Scott, I look at your background. It's expansive. First of all, I can even talk about what you've done in your own in your own studies when it comes to public administration, legal studies. You studied finance, engineering, postgraduate, executive leadership. Very much experienced and well-grounded in understanding Washington, D.C. But we've seen what Washington, D.C. has done with the cannabis industry. We look at the MORE Act. You know, and that's the newest legislation now that we're hoping will get past the Senate. But 
you know, we've had various organizations, including cannabis, inject $30 million into lobbying to get something done. We've waited for the FDA for four years now to implement the hemp bill that was passed. And while you can go ahead and work with federal agencies and you can work on programs and training and you're following all the rules, but then we can't get Washington, D.C. to get anything done. What is it about this disconnect that we have here that you're seeing from all the experience you've had there in the Beltway? I'm not sure if I would have uh, an answer for that because, uh, you know, just the way that you set up the question, it's puzzling. So uh, I've worked. I don't expect you to have the answer, but you must have better insight than I would. (laughs) Sure. I mean, I I would hope. uh, But, you know, when I've worked with many different industries, whether it's, it's law enforcement or the military or intelligence communities, um, and all of the the contractors and, and private businesses that uh, interact and support, as well as the the general public that's constantly monitoring and um, concerned about uh, where the money's going and, and uh, how it's being spent. Um, I can honestly say I don't know if any of those industries were more informed or more active uh, than the cannabis industry. So. Uh, you know, I've I've been pleasantly surprised that there are so many activists. Uh, there are so many individuals uh, who are very well versed in the regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're able to bring uh, a passion for the industry, um, this this heartfelt belief uh, in cannabis products and and the benefits that uh, you know it's it's unique and so. Uh, I would just hope that over time and given a lot of the archaic laws and, and regulations that are right. that are still in place, um, the, the industry is going to have success. Uh, maybe it's just a little bit longer than uh, most people would have thought, but I, I think that they're on the right path. Now, your firm not only deals with security and compliance, issues, which we're talking about here on the program, but also in the financial space. You're also working where... You know, you offer specialization in secure management, cash management and logistics, along with the security consulting, along with facility hardening. And what you've done right now is you're working with a strong network of financial institutions as of late in California to support any license type. And your new suite of services will touch a wide range of financial institution networks, credit unions, state chartered banks and multi-state operators that that provide payment processing and other financial services to the U.S. So in California itself, we already know that the supply chain issue has been rampant. We know that multi-state operators on the on the smaller level, the craft cannabis operators, they've complained vehemently to the governor about the tax issues. And basically some companies are going to be taxed out of business the way things are going. And there's just no relief in sight. So what kind of relief can be provided by this new partnership right away, the two companies that were working with you? I think the main benefit that, that OSS can bring uh, is facilitating a relationship with a financial institution or with a payment processor. Um, as you mentioned, uh, it, it's really an oppressive business environment that these businesses have to operate in. Uh, all of the restrictions, all of the regulations, all of the taxes and fees. Uh, it's, it's amazing that the, the industry is as successful as it is, given that 
uh, very burdensome uh, environment. And so OSS started uh, really not thinking about that. We, we thought that, you know, what we would bring to the table is a, a background in federal service, law enforcement, military, and we would help with the security aspect mm-hmm. of it. But it only took a couple years uh, and to start listening to uh, the pain points that these cannabis businesses still had. And they said, you know, hey, we love that that we're secure. We love that we have systems and, and we feel like uh, we have what's needed to operate. However, we're still dealing with a cash intensive industry and we can't access banking. So we kind of pivoted our model at that point, which you know, a little over two years ago, and focused on facilitating those banking relationships. So we help businesses put together the applications, the plans, the onboarding requirements so that they can get a bank account. And then uh, we take it another step further by putting on our compliance hats and doing everything possible to keep that banking relationship open. Uh, I know we all know stories of businesses that got a bank account, was open for a few months, got shut down. They went to the next place, opened another one, operational, then it shut down. We want to avoid that model. So we work with the bank and with the customer um, to keep that account open. It, It doesn't help anybody in that ecosystem if they mess up, if they have a misstep, and they get shut down. So, so hopefully we're helping the industry uh, become more educated while they're becoming more compliant. Now, with that said, uh, so Ryan Hill, we mentioned who was on our grassroots marketing series as part of our MJ Biz conference coverage back in October. Uh, he actually talked about the the new announcement of this new network of financial institutions working with OSS, talking about the capabilities now in combination with your cash and transit. Smart SAFE and ATM services, you're now able to offer clients and partners a complete suite of transactional mechanisms as a single provider. So, without the fact we don't have a safe banking act, I can go back to DC again and I can keep talking about, well, we're waiting for some relief from DC to really help out where it would take some of what, take some of the, the weight off of what OSS is doing right now to help those those companies in need uh, with that said one thing I, I'll, I'll make mention of as well as well they're saying is that in the uh, in the press release that came out for this announcement that you've boasted a no loss record to date so i know we've talked to some companies out there that have talked about that maybe the safe banking act it's going to be too late there's going to be other options out there obviously some companies will just go, decide to go to a blockchain model to go ahead and work with transactions or with financial management going forward. What do you think about the fact that, you know, if the Safe Banking Act is still going to be held up, that what you're providing is so secure, so safe, or that other companies might just go with an alternative option? I mean, at this point, do you feel like there's anything else that could be given that's outside of your scope that would be more, that would be more helpful? Or, or do you feel like, this will be good enough for the long run, for a long-term solution, what you're providing. I definitely think that cash will always be uh, a major component in the industry. Um, so 
of course, there's going to be uh, a decrease over time with technology, with additional systems, with the the loosening of regulations, uh, and hopefully some of these uh, uh, banking acts actually get passed and, and put into place. And so, so OSS has uh, we've seen that on the horizon, and we understand that uh, while cash will always be there. It, it's not a smart business model to, to put all of our eggs in that basket. So we definitely have added uh, relationships with other companies that provide ATMs and smart safes or cash recyclers, uh, other systems that uh, alter and, and mostly minimize uh, the, the role of cash or the risk of cash uh, in these businesses. And we've also established a few partnerships with cashless service options. So uh, you, you mentioned that there are technologies out there. There's blockchain and there are other systems that uh, can circumvent uh, the need for cash and also avoid utilizing Visa or other card processing systems that still uh, are not able to fully support the cannabis industry. And so we know that uh, as these systems come online, we need to partner up. And uh, our goal is to just partner with systems that still have thorough onboarding. They have uh, extensive know your customer and enhanced due diligence uh, protocol uh, that even if you're taking away the, the dollar bill or the currency note, there is still the level of transparency and compliance uh, that the federal government will want to see. We have more to speak with with Scott Solomon, CEO of Operational Security Solutions. Take a look at their website as we go to break. OpsecSolutions.us. O-P-S-E-C Solutions.us. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with final questions with Scott Solomon, CEO of Operational Security Systems, or OSS. One thing I also mentioned of when it comes to your financial services that you now, not too long ago, also offer now ATM cash management services to bolster your product offerings. And so it's outsourcing the ATMs to these companies because of the fact that by outsourcing to train cash handling professionals helps to create a safer work environment, more time for business leaders to focus on tasks, tasks that help to build the business and help with revenue growth with more points for secure depository accounts. And that you made mention of in this press release that ATM services touch every market that OSS serves, including smart safes, merchant payment processing, bank accounts, and secure cash in transit. And business leaders in highly regulated emerging markets Overall, should absolutely outsource the cash management of their ATM services. Uh, with that said, so it's really, 
is there any areas that you feel like OSS is looking to expand or to bolster on while we're waiting for what will be the federal oversight after all is said and done and there's an there's a there's a passage of any legislation rollout implementation that's going to be down the line but in the meantime how do you feel that OSS is doing right now in order to fully complement the safety security and the risk management of companies out there are there things that you think are still that could be still done on the horizon definitely i i think that uh looking at uh compliant cashless systems uh there are probably a dozen out there right now uh and and i would say for the most part uh they're strong uh a lot of thought has gone into them they're very secure uh, and the ones that put more emphasis on uh, unmasking or, or clearly knowing uh, who is initiating the transaction, where the funds go, and who is receiving the funding, uh, as long as they have those transparent elements in there, I, I think that they will be successful. Um, so I, I think that we're going to see uh, an increase in those companies. We're going to see an increase in online systems that uh, enable individuals to, uh, in a compliant fashion, uh, order cannabis, uh, have it delivered or to pick it up and to do it in a, a valid and a transparent way. The, the, the main problem that we see is that when any system creates a, an opportunity to mask the transaction or mask the identity of, of uh, who is involved uh, in that commerce, uh, then it becomes a red flag. It becomes, whether it's a, a problem today, tomorrow, or in a year, it, it's eventually going to be a sticking point. And the, the other element that we're seeing is uh, we have companies that want to uh, minimize the risk of internal theft. So uh, any cash intensive business, and it's, and it's not you know, looking just at the cannabis business uh, or industry, any cash intensive business is going to have the risk of uh, employee theft, of internal loss. Uh, when you're dealing with large sums of cash, you can have accounting errors and, and getting that dollar from the customer through the register, through accounting, through storage to the bank um, is a laborious process, and there are lots of opportunities for loss. So implementing smart safes, implementing cash recyclers or, or systems that securely take the currency notes, track them, and then enable uh, more consolidated transports uh, are going to create a more safe environment and one in which you're not going to have as much loss. So, again, I'm in here with... Scott Solomon, the CEO of Operational Security Solutions. Let me direct people to the website. Just abbreviate it. OpSecSolutions.us. O-P-S-E-C Solutions.us. And when people go to the website, you can go and look at their full spectrum risk management and look at what their services are. When people go to the website, you know, what can they do uh, initially? Is there an initial con consultation you can offer? What is it that for those that go to the website, they should... Uh, have in store once they go ahead and click in and they go ahead and want to learn more how can they get in touch with your team and what can they learn about right away 
Sure. I think the the number one thing that you can get from our website uh, is a, a simple overview of OSS services. But we also have um, a an inventory of solution briefs. So as opposed to just a, a high-level description of uh, OSS operations, uh, people are able to go in and look at the specific services that we offer uh, and get more detail on them to see the advantages. Uh, and it's really easy to fill out a form and get a quote for services. Also, you can find OSS on LinkedIn, among other places. So again, opsecsolutions.us, O-P-S-E-C solutions.us. And again, with Scott Solomon with Operational Security Solutions. Thanks for being on with us. Really appreciate being on. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it as well. And thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.